Alright, well, take 300. Alright, we are live. This is Noel talking here. Welcome to our podcast uh, called Nerds and Iron. Um, joined by my co-hosts here, Andrew and Miguel. Okay, so to get us started with a little bit of background info of who we are. So, for me personally, um, I got into the fitness field and decided to want to join everyone with a podcast to try and help filter out some of the bullshit in there and also try to provide some guidance for some of the younger trainers who are coming up now and don't know what they don't know and don't know where to go to learn or get some information. So for me personally, I got into working out because my brother got into wrestling and I'm the older brother, but he got stronger than me. You know, you can't have that shit going on. So I had to get stronger so that he couldn't kick my ass. And then the other part was I've always wanted to be a trainer when I realized that my personal athletic career was coming to an end in high school. And I had to be taken seriously, and I was a little skinny guy. I weighed maybe 105 to 115 on the average. So trying to be taken seriously as a trainer at 19 is really hard when you're like that. The other thing is what turned me into a trainer was at one year in my basketball career, I took a massive fall or like a head dive into the ground and popped up just fine. Nothing toward, nothing dislocated, nothing broke, and eventually went back into the game and kept playing. And that got me really curious and fascinated with how the body works. Then that transitioned itself more towards wanting to improve upon an athlete or improve upon a person to make them better at what they can do. My personal interest in terms of like training clients or everything is all about performance. Noel's a little bit different than me in our training philosophies and how we focus on everything. For me, it's all about how to make you do more than what your body currently can do or more than what you think you're capable of doing. So, Noah, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, for me, it's definitely more of a, uh, I, I look more of the body composition. Being a natural bodybuilder, uh, that tends to be what I gravitate more towards and tends to be the vast majority of my clients. You gotta convince them that they wanna, if they, you know, getting stronger has its benefits and all. And it's not all about looks, but if you get stronger, it ends up being, you know, like, ends up being a side effect, which nothing wrong with that, you know. But a little bit about myself, I'm actually uh, a personal trainer here at ActiFit. Quick shout out to them, actually. They hooked us up with the room here to be able to record. And the acoustics, they're okay, but we're going to be introduced somewhere else and we're going to be sounding a lot better. So bear with us with our rookie episodes, by the way. Thanks all two of you that are listening to us out there. You guys this is a learning curve for all of us. <laughs> hey, remember, we're level one noobs in the recording game, dog. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. No, um, so a natural bodybuilder, I'm, uh, I'm going to be more of that physique guy, the one that, you know, talks about body fat levels a little more, a little focus on nutrition. That's more of my area of, I wouldn't say expertise, but more the area that I'm drawn towards, more the area that, I'm, that I like to do my readings of articles on. And Between me and Noel, he's definitely the one that he'll come to me talking about, oh, nutrition this, nutrition that. I'm like, cool. How does that make you lift more, get faster? Yeah, like, yeah. Well, it makes you look that much better. Yeah, no, I, Andrew's definitely more of the, uh, so he'll be more of the how much can you power clean, how much can you deadlift, how much can you squat, which I love. I mean, I'm all trying to catch him up on deadlift. And it's funny because out of me, Miguel, and Andrew, Andrew's the smallest guy here, and he can 
deadlift more than me, which is kind of embarrassing. Oof. Yeah, I know, I know, I know, I know. I know and I my legs don't look like it. Yeah, exactly. That's that's the worst part. But I can squat more than him and bench more than him, so I can sleep at night. So I'm all right. But that deadlift, it's going up, dude. Um, I'm currently in the off season right now for bodybuilding, so I'm eating a lot more. I'm a happy camper right now. I kind of like that, you know. I'm, uh, I'm able to eat till I'm well satiated. The low carb thing I had going few months back was uh rough but um i got into this whole fitness industry in general back in high school got a had a few juniors when i was a sophomore that got me into lifting i saw how i don't know i just i saw the camaraderie in there i saw everyone just all the gym bros in there and it kind of was drawn to that i was drawn to you get out of how much work you put into it and it kind of uh was able to test my discipline so that's part of the reason why i I just loved the gym in general. Even though I was weak, my first bench record was 60 pounds, which was, it's, that's terrible for a sophomore. So I was extremely, extremely, extremely weak. But, you know, got it. We went up a few pounds, in, you know, in the last few years, you know. So personal training, natural competitor, and now podcasting, you know, my personal goal here is to be able to, you know, show, find what people believe is the truth, verify if it is, or, you know, debunk it you know we, there's a lot a lot a lot of fitness myths out there. i mean in fact the first one let me debunk it right now that was it apples what apple cider vinegar yeah <laughs> helps you helps you lose weight we're just gonna debunk that right now it's absolute it just it's bullshit well um the other thing is if we can't debunk it personally at least noel and i through college and all that we had the sources to at least find out who do you go to to find out Yes. Oh, yeah. We got plenty of resources, but that's kind of my backstory. Was getting in it in high school. You know, actually, part of the reason that I actually wanted to get a uh, get super jacked was super into Dragon Ball Z back in the day. Yeah. I mean, still am. The anime <laughs> body. Yes. yes. And you know, you the see, little skinny guy you, wears like one percent body fat, giant ass arms, chest, and everything, you, and still eats. You see Goku a lot. going Super Saiyan the first time, and he's got like veins like coming out on his cheeks and stuff. Ridiculous. I was like, I want to look like <laughs> you see, that. Broly's like the ultimate inspiration. Just yell and get bigger. You know, we need that key energy. <laughs> there we go. Kaioken times five. All right, third guy over here talking. Tell us about yourself. Who are you? Why are you in here? What's up, guys? Miguel, I grew up with Noel and got introduced to Andrew through him. You know, just wanted to start a podcast with my boys, my fellow nerds. I was a gamer that just wanted to take care of my life a little bit more. I started trucking later on in life, as well as my sedentary lifestyle playing video games. I wanted to show my fellow nerds that, you know, you can you can be healthy. You can be healthy while also still have fun. You know, I believe in balance and being around Noel and Andrew shows me that I can definitely do both. And I guess building off that, for more of our fitness enthusiasts, trying to balance your life out with how to have some fun outside the gym. Yes, it's because... How to have a life. Believe it or not, it, 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 it's not all about the gym. Believe it or not, you have to actually have a life out there. Balance, definitely. Oh, yeah. But, dude, Miguel, you were talking about uh, being a trucker. That, it's got to be the most unhealthiest way to live. Think about it. You're on the road. You sit, you do nothing, and you are just, you're bored out of your mind. I mean, jeez. How did that go? When you first started, were you gaining weight off the bat, or what was going on? So that's the ironic part. The reason why I started losing the weight is because uh, when you first start truck driving, the first thing you do is get a DOT physical. So they want to make sure you're healthy enough to be on the road. So when I got my results back, I had high blood pressure and 
Luckily, the doctor was nice enough to pass me. But uh. if you have high blood pressure or diabetes, you're out. So it's basically like a physical? Is that what a DOT is? Yeah. So you yeah. just get physically checked. They don't do any sort of physical assessment as in you, how you can move. They just check you? They That's check you, a lot yeah. like maybe the army or a school in general. Make sure they don't die on them. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. if you're in a truck and you have a heart attack, it's like, get to your stop first and then first, die there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're allowed to die off the clock, not on the clock. <laughs> so were you, so you gained, you, you lost weight to get ready for that and then you started gaining weight or what happened? I did. J- just a quick story. So when you get there, they pay for a hotel. Nice. And I got into the hotel and what you don't expect is a big fucking mirror in front of you. So I opened the door. The first thing I saw is just a bang shot of me being really fat. <laughs> like I saw my physical image and I wasn't happy. You know, not only that, I knew it was going to affect me and my health. I knew I was already unhealthy. I felt it. So that little bang shot alone, I wanted to, I wanted to change my lifestyle. Well, you look around at your fellow truckers. I mean, what do you see? You see a lot of dudes out of shape, right? You, you see a lot of dudes out of shape, yeah. I mean, even if they're skinny, you know, tall, lanky, it doesn't matter. Like, those dudes have been sedentary half, if not most of their lives. So did you get into the whole just living that, you know, very unhealthy lifestyle or did you I mean I remember you came to me and we were talking you know one of the things that I'd said was are you even packing your food because I know that whenever I go on a road trip I need to take an ice chest with me and I need to every all the good food that you know will go bad if it's not kept cold you you would talk meat we're talking vegetables if it can be stored at room temperature it's probably not great for you it's probably ultra processed yeah. And that's a whole different discussion and there. But actually, yeah, before you answer that, one thing I'd like you to at least tell me is, when you saw yourself in the mirror, what was your first thought of what you need to change in order to get better? So what I noticed is um, in my face, I was starting to develop a lazy eye. <laughs> what? That was the Damn. first thing I noticed was... Was that like, like Don Vito from... <laughs> <laughs> got so out of shape, your eye got lazy? <laughs> Dude, I looked in the mirror, I was like, you bother with the <laughs> Man. Yeah. So, so that's what you saw, huh? Yeah, man, it was pretty gnarly. And then not only that, I was wearing an XL and my undergut was poking. Damn. Like, I, I, I knew then and there, bro, like, I had to do something. So, so, so you, you, time to do something. What'd you do? The first thing I did, I went, instead of like driving to the stores near the hotel, I walked. Nice. And they were about quarter blocks, maybe half miles, if that. Great, you know. Great, what is it? Great example of neat. neat. Yeah. Non-exercise activity thermogenesis. Very fancy word of just just basically means doing unexpected exercise or an unplanned exercise, just right. walking more. Same yeah. principle with that newer one that coming coming out is like HIPAA, of like high intermittent uh, intensity physical activity, something like that. The main idea is instead of Walking upstairs, have a little fast, like a power walk upstairs, rather than driving all over the place, walk to the places that you can. So that's pretty much what you did first was just kind of anything that you could do in an easier manner, you just made it a little bit harder on yourself. Right. You know, I I wanted to get, I wanted to get my steps in because, you know, fast forward when I got my license, I'm in the truck. There was one day specifically, um... I had maybe 300 steps Jesus, that day. That's terrible. Man. Just 300. Oh my God, I can get that going to the mailbox. Really bad. So like, I'm like, I have to do something. So like anytime I took a break, I'd walk around the truck, try and get at least a couple thousand steps in. There you go. You know, and like once I started getting used to that, you know, I noticed I did drop the weight uh, to your point before when you said to pack your lunch. I did. I started packing my lunch. There you go. And uh, well, all I did was invested in an ice chest and, an I- and ice cubes. What were you eating? I would, de- luckily I delivered for Walmart, nice. 
Nice. So I would ghetto rig it because you can't cook much in a truck. So Hell no. I'd take beef jerky, uh-huh. already grilled chicken in the pack, some white rice, and some cucumbers. Oh, there you go. Nice. Nice little start. So it's like, in, in general, not the greatest of things, but much better than what you were doing he's, before uh, that. It sounds it's, like it's he's like eating. a step in the right yeah, direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, big, the big thing you want to do whenever you're making a, a just a, a lifestyle change is, tr- here's the craziest one, is try to eat real food. Oh, my so God. It's yeah, no just that baby way. steps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't throw the whole kitchen sink at yourself. Right. You, I mean... How often do we see that? Someone's like, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna drop weight today. And I'll, they always wait till Monday. Oh, always wait till Monday. It's something about the first of the week. They have yeah. cheat meals. I can, That's how I can tell when someone's serious. If somebody's willing to start with me, you know, to train under me, uh, like on a Wednesday, I can tell they're more serious. If they wait yeah. until Monday, if I, you know, they're talking, they're like, okay, can we start on Monday? <laughs> I, I can already tell, okay, they're not taking it as serious. So it's almost, it's almost, I mean, I'm wrong sometimes. But it's almost always an indicator. You know, if you're serious about it, you'll start right that very same. Because what do the people start doing? They start you know, like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I gotta enjoy these last. Che-. They have like a cheat week before they start. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, so 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 then, so then they start this diet, and then what are they doing? They're they change the way they completely eat. All of us. Oh, what's the big way do they drop weight? They do cardio. So they cardio they, and oh. you stop eating. Cardio yeah. and keto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, suddenly, <laughs> that, that. So, suddenly, I like food. Yeah, suddenly they slash all these calories. They start running like two miles every single day, from going to three hundred steps a day to a mile every day. So oh you, my god! It's yeah. like we said, baby steps. Think about it like they're saying uh, paralyzation through information. If if I have a client or a potential client, I sit them down and just keep talking for, let's say, just five minutes straight about all the science, all the information out there that I've learned over the course of five years of just studies. They're going to sit there and go, uh... Yeah, yeah, you don't, yeah. Want, to, you don't, you don't want to avalanche yourself and completely change the way your life is. Because if you want this to be sustainable, you have to do it in bite-sized pieces. Think about it. If you change the way you completely live and do that, you see all of a sudden you're running you're not eating you know you complete change who you are as as a being you're gonna last maybe a month there's some people that are crazy and probably do it they're very oh, yeah. task oriented very very type a yeah, yeah very type a. everything's planned and out and the other thing is when you go in to make a change is you find something that's manageable or something you enjoy yeah so if you go from no activity but you enjoy dancing yeah. you like how it feels you like having partners well go dance more yeah. As opposed to, let's go run three fucking miles. Yeah. Right. Because you're going to hate the running, but you yeah. may enjoy the dancing. And getting to your guys' point, I mean, how does everyone really start? Let's be honest. Everyone goes with motivation. Always. The honeymoon oh phase of everybody's yeah, plan. Motivation. <laughs> Quote of the year that I learned was, fuck motivation, just get disciplined. Yeah, get, right. Definitely get disciplined, for sure. Yeah, I mean, there, there's days where you're going to get up, and I'll have clients, I'll tell them this. You know, they'll show up, uh, they'll be super motivated the first few, like, two weeks or something, but I always tell them, hey, this motivation isn't going to last. You learn how to be disciplined, you know, doing something even when you don't feel like it. It's like a job. You're not motivated. A lot of people out there are not motivated to do their jobs. They kind of just go because they have to. They're disciplined about it. They don't want to get fired, you know. Right. Fitness is the same way. You you do it. You do it to be healthy. You do it because it's, you know, it's a way to keep your body healthy, and that's just it. You know, there's no way around that. But uh, I mean, how's the whole fitness journey going now? I mean, what you so you start to change the way you eat? You even, you stop trucking. What happened there? I stopped trucking. 
because I worked for a company that made me want to stop trucking. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but um, not only that, I mean, when I, I, it was that, and on top of that, when I got a warehouse job, like I, I noticed that just being more physical made me feel better. Good. And it gave me more energy throughout the day, being able to control what I eat and all that stuff. I mean, trucking was still good. Like I still had discipline. I still kept my cool. You know, once once I got tired of the walking, once I lost the weight, my arms were pretty skinny. And with every truck, there's chains on the truck. They weigh 35 pounds each. You know, so I started, you know, messing around with some lunges. I'd squat the chains, you know, like body weight exercise. Like that. Let's point out the fact that chains are dead weight. So doing a 35 pound walking lunge or anything like that, but let's say it's a dumbbell, is much easier than trying to do it with a chain or like a person that's gone limp on you. That's a good point. No, that's probably how he's able to get a lot of uh, a lot of bang out of those chains was uh, using something so irregular and probably something his body was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) That's awesome, dude. Uh, So you got into warehouse and kind of, so it seems like it's been getting better and better. I mean, dude, you've dropped quite a bit of weight. What'd you start out at? Where are you at now? I started, uh, when I started trucking, I weighed in at 278 pounds. Jeez. And right now, (laughs) yeah, dude, I was fluffy. Yeah. Fluffy. Yeah, right, dude. So from Miguel. 278 right now, I'm currently at 188. 188, dude. That's almost 100 pounds. Holy yeah, that, that is that's a, lot. a lot. So when you went to start changing how you look, did you focus more on how you look in changing, or did you focus more on like performance, get stronger, get better at lifting or running, what whichever you took, or is it I got to lose this weight? So here's the thing. When I started off, um, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Just like everybody else, I wanted aesthetics. Yeah. You know, I wanted to get shredded. I wanted to be that beefy boy. And I, I want to say it was like six months into the journey. Once I started developing a little bit of like muscle definition, I wanted to go for symmetry. And from symmetry, I wanted to go to strength. But when I started talking to Noel a lot more about what I could do, I wanted to go for overall health and metabolism boosting. Because I fucking love food. (laughs) So here's the little thing I'll uh, just insert here is you went from looks and aesthetics to eventually wanting to boost your metabolism, which is done through strength. Strength, training. So my philosophy, for the win, get better, get perform better. Yeah, and then you end up looking better. So it's just it's a win win in every direction. I mean, what are you doing now? I mean what's what are what's your plan now? What's going on? With your weight loss? Uh, right now, I'm rerunning a, a program. Uh, I don't want to say it because, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but it, it's, a, it's a good muscle building and strength program. Yeah, so you're just getting stronger. Focus on getting stronger. I'm focusing on getting stronger and my metabolism is boosting a lot. I mean, when, I want to say like two months ago, I was at 1,800 calories. And right now, I'm eating at around 2,500. Yeah, and so, I'm still dropping weight. Yeah, so you're running, you're doing a reverse diet. I mean, how quickly you, how much... Are you you're doing a pretty aggressive increase every week? Uh, no, I actually took your advice. Yeah. And you told me to increase it about 50 a week. 50 calories. 50 calories a week. And honestly, that's been a game changer, man. Like, it's really nice. You could add, like, sl- slice of bacon, just one egg to your diet. And then pretty soon, you're going to have to eat, like, a whole bowl of rice alone and four more ounces of beef. And, yeah. like, it's it's nice. Yeah. And yeah. generally, in turn, not considering bodybuilding, powerlifting, but just general health, the recommendation that i found best for increasing caloric intake has been about 50 to maybe 150 a week you try to if you find out that you need to be consuming a thousand more calories don't even try that in a day yeah i had a client who tried doing that and she's like i feel bloated i feel sick 
Like, well, no shit. You're trying to triple your intake because she went from 800 trying to hit 2,500. Oh, my God. Yeah, like, That's not going to work well. So take it a little bit slower and just eat more, yeah, but no, not ridiculously more. Yeah, well, I mean, the way you're explaining it, that makes total sense. You're, I mean, you, you get somebody who's used to not eating a lot, and part of that is the way, you know, the stigma of dropping weight is don't eat a lot. Um, as where Miguel is doing something completely different, he's doing a reverse diet. We're trying to increase his metabolism from where it's at. He lost so much weight that it, sl- it will slow down, which is why cardio is not the best way to lose weight. It's just a tool. So let's dive in a little bit. What is metabolism? And when we're talking about Miguel's metabolism slowing down and speeding up, what is it that we actually are meaning for so that other people can understand it? Well, metabolism is going to be how many calories you burn in a day. You're metabolizing energy. So you're burning energy to be able to go on about your day, to be able to move. And I want you to imagine Miguel's uh, body like a car. So he was kind of becoming that Prius hybrid. He wasn't burning a lot of gas or calories. That's what he's turning into because his metabolism is slowing down. He's losing muscle mass. He's still strength training, but he's, he's calories are so low and he's, his weight loss had been for so long. You know, it's been going on for a while. I mean, how long were you losing weight for? Um, uh, before I started actually while, strength huh? training, yeah, I think it was about seven or eight months. Yeah. And that was just cardio and dieting, man. Yeah, like, so, I, I, I plateaued pretty hard. Yeah. So yeah. let's specify that your body can build or it can break down. It's either anabolic or catabolic. It can't be both at the exact same time. So if you're doing a bunch of cardio, which is a lot of breaking down, you're leaving yourself very little room to build. Now, why that is important is, where's metabolism located primarily? It's in the body. <laughs> it, it's, in the, it's in the muscles. Like, liver that, and pancreas and all the organs in that sense are involved in it. That they create, synthesize, same thing. But they release the enzymes and they can affect the hormones. But the single largest mass of tissue that your body has that drives the metabolism is your muscles you think about it you can't have your skin consume more calories to create more skin at will yeah your muscles can be more active to burn more calories at will or less active to burn less calories Well, just just think about this uh so we got miguel's body was turning into a prius i want to get it turned into a dodge challenger Freaking 700 or the Hellcat 707 horsepower. I'm trying to get him to burn uh, of course a lot. Go dodge. Of course. <laughs> I'm trying to get him to go. I'm trying to get him to burn a lot more calories. So strength training, increase calories, feed that metabolism, tell the body, hey, he just put us through this crazy strength workout. Uh, we let's get ready for the next one. What does the body do? Needs to build muscle. Needs to get stronger. It starts adapting to that. When you're running all the time, your body's adapting to the running. It's learning how to conserve calories. It's saying, hey. We're burning a lot of calories every single day because we're running a lot. Why are we burning all these other calories? Let's get rid of some of this muscle because the body doesn't care what you look like, doesn't care what you try and do. Its main thing is survival. It needs to survive. So if it's seeing that you're burning a lot of calories, it has no reason for it to burn calories on its own. So it's going to slow down its metabolism. So with Miguel now, he's been slowly increasing. He's putting on lean mass, putting on a lot of muscle, and I'm telling him, dude, next summer will be your year, my boy. Yeah. It's going to be your year. Them Goku gains. Exactly. <laughs> and it's important to keep in mind that your metabolism is linked with the integ- uh, the hormones of your body. I'm not even going to try to pronounce that word because I know I can't right now. <laughs> but if you're constantly breaking down, 
or you stress the body too much trying to build muscle, which you know that we don't build muscle in the gym, we build it outside of the gym. We break our body down in the gym. So if you're catabolic for too long, the hormones get thrown off. The hormones get thrown off, forget about trying to burn fat or gain muscle. Metabolism is not just breaking stuff down, it's also storing stuff. Gluconeogenesis is the process of turning protein into carbs or fat, more specifically. Yeah. No, that's, you know, yeah, it's true. It's, uh, Miguel is, I don't know, he's, we're trying to, what's the goal, dude? What are we trying to get you up to, calorie-wise? Shoot, my calories? I want to get like 3,000 plus, bro. Yeah, being able to <laughs> he wants to be up with me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 30, yeah, 300. I want food to be a chore. Trying to get you to a point where you can have, what, like 3,400 calories and not gain a pound? What yeah. a place to be. Think about that. I mean, how much, more, how much more sustainable is that? I mean, we, we're over here, we, have, we can go, we can get food wherever we want. I mean, in Chico, you can go Uber Eats and get food delivered to you. Oh, you don't even no. have to get up, dude. You know, here in Orland, we're still t- super tiny. We don't have that. No, so, I know. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, um, we're gonna, no, we're gonna get you up to, um, the plan is get you up to 3,400. That's what I'm thinking. Then from there, get you de- cut down 300 calories and then just let the body, f- let the body work, do it for you. Let the body do it for you. You're not gonna have to do cardio or anything. That's the beauty of this approach is increasing the metabolism. The body's gonna burn the body fat and you're gonna just chill and obviously neat will need to you know needs to be addressed we're not gonna just put on muscle and you're gonna sit in the couch and do nothing all day you know and, and play you know destiny 2 or whatever right now borderlands 3 right now boy right <laughs> <laughs> now Speaking dude, of, dude, Shadow Keep came out and it's dope. It's actually getting. They, I, I fell off a while ago, they, so I forgot. I, I don't know what's dude, they, going on. Dude, the with that servers game. actually went down. They got so they exploded. Yeah, the servers all shut down. The people needed. I don't know. The people, uh, Bungie needed to get everything up and running again. They like redid the servers. I don't know. They did all their techie stuff and uh, to be able to support everybody. They ended up getting just this insane amount of people overnight when Shadow Keep released. So that's oh. kind of cool. So I got on it, and let me tell you, it's kind of dope, dude. It's pretty cool. Dude, so honestly, I forget yeah. where I stopped. Like, I think it was... Shit, I don't even know. <laughs> it's, it's been that long since I've turned the Xbox on and played Destiny 2. Dude, so, like, it, it, it's amazing, though, because, like, I dropped Destiny 2 once I maxed out my light level, like, right away. Right in the first two months, um, Noel got really busy, and a buddy of ours, Octavio... He stopped playing because he became a father. Woo! Dude, shout out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shout out to my boy. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean... I, life ended. <laughs> yeah, I, I did That's the first raid. Again. Yeah. I did the first raid and I'm like, all right, cool. You know, I, did, I ran it a couple times. I'm like, you know, I, it's not fun with my boys anymore. And then the Destiny kind of just lagged it with coming out with content. And then Shadow Keep, Noel, when I was at your place, bro, when you got me to play again... Dude, it's kind of dope. It's yeah. super dope, yeah. yeah. What was right before Shadow Keep? In terms of expansions. Forsaken. Forsaken. I think I stopped right at Forsaken and never got into it because I remembered where I left off was I was just in grinding, farming and grinding, and I got bored with it. So then the expansion came out and it was, well, shit, now to grind and farm more just so that I can actually not die. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, dude. Doing the missions. (laughs) Like, don't even worry about the Crucible or online play, just so I don't die trying to do the missions to progress through the storyline. No, yeah, no. Th- and I was like, you know what? I, I'm i not feeling it right now, so I'm going to go play Skyrim. Dude, that's <laughs> dude. Speaking of gaming and entertainment, 
gee, freaking Spider-Man, my boy, is going to be sticking with the MCU again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone was worried about that for a while. Dude, I don't know. They, what is it? Um, Marvel and Sony ended up, or Disney and Sony got back together and they struck a deal. So he's staying and thank God because Sony knows how to screw characters up. And it'd be more like, Sony, yeah. don't be a bunch of dicks. Give us back Spider-Man. We finally got a really good one that's going to stick around probably for a good amount of time. Not trying to bash on many of the other ones because they all were great in their own right. Oh, absolutely. But we have some a chance at something more than just Spider-Man. Dude, it, don't fuck it up. Dude, please. it was. I don't know. He, I think he's the best one so far. Everyone talks about the first Spider-Man's the best. And but it's because he's the yeah. first. Yeah, that's exactly. That's yeah, why, yeah. dude. He was just this emo like dude, and like um, <laughs> I did. I you know, dude. He just it's depressing to watch those. He just. I don't like it. And then well, the, the problem that they did is that they focused too much on Peter Parker, not yeah. so much on Spider-Man. The majority of the movies focused on the Peter Parker life, not Spider-Man going and being Spider-Man. Yeah. So far, they've done a better job of balancing the two, but really keeping it more lighthearted as Spider-Man. I'm still rooting for let's have a Deadpool Spider-Man crossover. Oh my god! Have Ryan Reynolds day. as Deadpool come in and fuck with Spider-Man. Dude, that would yeah. sh- that would blow up. I you got if you're like one of those you know if you're up there and you're you know th- in charge of MCU and everything, how are you not trying to make that happen? You right. know damn well Deadpool anything is gonna blow up. Well, you know the issue would be that it has is the rating is it gonna be. Rated R, PG thirteen, because so far Spider Man's light is lighter, and Deadpool is fucking Deadpool. That so would probably be one issue. Is it would have to. I, I. What do you guys think? I think it'd have to be rated rated R. Oh, dude, well, absolutely. Yeah, well, it's Deadpool. Yeah. It has to be rated R. Yeah, yeah. So then you have the issue of you little just, kids going to the movie theaters. Spider Man. Oh shit! Don't there's actually care. cussing. <laughs> don't care. The parents need to not be dumb and not take their kids to that. They yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. And Joker's rated R, and dude. I sat literally behind three kids. Dude, how's Joker? How's <laughs> Joker? What, what's going through your head of anyone? who knows anything about superheroes knows Joker's a fucked up character. He's oh, yeah. a messed up guy. Why the hell would I bring a kid to a movie dedicated to Joker? Have you seen it? Have you seen Joker? No, I'm really amped to see it, though. But, Miguel, you've seen it, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I have. No dude. no spoilers, man. I mean, yeah, no spoilers. All we'll say right now is that it's incredible. They humanized him, and I read the comics, so if you hear an elitist go, oh, it's not the Joker, you want to know it really for him. Someone who hates it. Yeah, it, it's incredible for the cinematic universe and what it is. It's incredible, and you should watch it. <laughs> nice. oh, well, there you go. Everyone, go out and watch it. Now, w- would you rather have a Deadpool Spider-Man crossover or a Deadpool Wolverine crossover? Deadpool. Well, see, with Wolverine, you can go rated R, and it's totally fine. Yeah. Well, the other thing is freaking Logan. Do that it movie while was amazing. I was like, do it while Hugh Jackman is still able to do it. Yeah. Just make it so he's willing to do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, really, I know. Well, dude, uh, Ryan Reynolds is doing all kinds of stuff to try and get in the to go. He like camped in his yard and everything, dude. Ryan Reynolds put it. He did it for us. Shout out to he, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he, yeah Ryan Reynolds, you the man. <laughs> <laughs> no, he really put his heart and soul in trying to get it, make it happen, and you know we salute him for that. So Ryan Reynolds, you the man. We all know, acknowledge how hard you're working to make this happen. Hell yeah, dude. One thing I want to touch upon is. Um, Hey Miguel, when you talked about wanting to drop weight, you talked about wanting to pursue aesthetics. Um, I've kind of been in both, being you know like a fat guy and being sh- ready for a show. Miguel, I mean Miguel, you're working on getting super diced, and Andrew, you're on the other end of the spectrum. You've been super skinny, so when you put on muscle, you get super shredded, right? Yeah, I'm I'm that guy in the group that no one else 
is willing to identify with or sympathize with of being the skinny guy dude, trying to get big. Dude, I um, never. How much of a problem is that? You're so damn skinny. Why is that an issue? I never. It's gonna feel terrible, and I'm sure we'll get people out there and be like, <gasps> "Oh my god!" But dude, there's <laughs> people out there that, dude, when they can't, they're like, "I don't, I can't gain weight." I cannot sympathize with them. I do not like. I, I'm like, just eat more. Like it's all. I mean, it must. I'm sure there's more to it. But me have never been in that position. I just, it's like, suck it up, better. So you all have- five, maybe all five of our listeners have a, <laughs> you have a sympathizing voice right now. Your, sympath- your sympathizing voice is me. The other two, yeah, they, yeah. They, they can't identify with you. Yeah, I, I can. Yeah, no, I get it. If, I, if, if you're I having, struggle. if you have to eat three thousand five hundred calories a day, and you complain about having to eat that much, fuck off. I don't. <laughs> nah. It's like, yeah, but, just but to back- give perspective, my experience was to prove how fast or how much of a challenge it was for me just to maintain or gain weight for a solid week I did nothing ate shit and lost 10 pounds Aww. Oh, that's so cute yes, that's such an issue god damn I can't keep weight on well, how am I alive? But but back to your guys' hardship. Back to your guys' point, though, Andrew. I mean, look, when when we say you should eat more to gain weight, we don't specifically mean eat McDonald's and fucking little Debbie's every day, right? Like, obviously, you want to still be in the kitchen getting your whole natural sources, right? Yeah, you still. So there's okay. So example, C.T. Fletcher was known for eating, what was it, Big Macs every day and trying just to get pounding strong. them trying to, get strong. to get bigger and stronger. And man's had how many heart attacks? Oof. He has a heart transplant now. Now, Yikes. all love and respect towards CT for what he has done and what he is. I can tell you how he did it with all the Big Macs did not help his heart. That's true. No, actually, quick quick little thing about C.T. Fletcher I got him to sign my belt I think that's super nice. cool I got the bicep blaster <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. but no he's uh yeah no pushing calories very very I mean what was his meal every single day it was what it was was it like four cheeseburgers two milkshakes and like six fries I don't know I'm, I know I'm getting it wrong someone out there will his know meal, for his sure. meal was my dream basically but it was something insane every single day yeah holy shit yeah, no, um, but, uh, yeah, no, if you're trying to push calories, I mean, you want to do it the good way, right? I mean, yeah. And yeah. part of it is understanding how the, the macronutrients, proteins, fats, and carbs, affect your appetite. Because, yeah, you could have someone who has a very fast metabolism, but their appetite is non-existent. Yeah. So how do you get it so that their appetite sp- increases? Yeah. That's my big issue, is I should be eating close to 3,100 calories, but I get full very quickly due to the joys of what is known as college and breaking my appetite, where the goal is how do I survive living off of very little food so I can save money. Yeah, and so I mean, so if you're somebody who's actually trying to gain weight, you particularly want to have more carbs as they're stimulating down, hunger happens. If you're trying to keep yourself from getting so hungry, you're going to want to be more in the fats, more fats. More fats mm-hmm. will keep you a lot more satiated. Protein too, obviously. You know, when you're trying to gain weight or lose weight, protein needs to be high, for sure. I mean, we can get super sciencey with it, but, I mean, a good rule of thumb, just, a, you know, one gram per pound of body fat, just just 
you can go, we can go specifically body mass, 2.2 grams per <laughs> kilogram. No, 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 no. Just yeah. see, Noel right now is talking more towards how I run things. Uh, yeah, getting, a little getting too all much, trip specific. Get, yeah. get, getting way too much into the numbers and the science and percentages and ratios. Main idea in terms of carbs is there's generally a stigma against carbs at the moment. I think it's starting to change very slowly, but still changing. Yeah. That carbs aren't evil. I've had clients come to me and like, well, I don't eat carbs. I'm not touching them because of all the sugar and everything. <sighs> okay, well, do you eat broccoli? Yes. Do you eat carrots? Oh, I love carrots. Guess what? There's carbs in those things. Yeah. Well, look at that. Yeah. So, ha, you ate a carb and you're not dead. <laughs> <laughs> and that's well, the thing that annoyed me about my old boss is that he always constantly said this phrase, carbs are the enemy. No, they are not. If anything, carbs have helped me lose weight. Yeah. <laughs> you should not it's only in very few situations where cutting one macronutrient out of the diet completely or as much as possible has ever worked for someone the keto diet was originally designed for people with epilepsy because the ketones change the electrical currents or the pathways that occur in the brain but people hijacked it said oh I'm never hungry and use it to lose weight yeah well oh. the side effect was that you lose a lot of weight because you're mobilizing fat to turn into ketones. Well, it's only, a side effect. It wasn't the target goal. Not, not only that, it also, I mean, high fat, like I had said earlier, keeps you full. So you're literally, you're satiated all day. But here's the thing is, the body can actually forget how to utilize glucose. So you can actually, if you're on there long enough, you can actually turn yourself into a type 2 diabetic. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, and that's scary, times, dude. So, <laughs> so, so Noel, how many times did you have it where a client or a potential client came to you, said they were on the keto diet for a oh while. My God, they keto. fell off the keto diet mm. and they gained about 20, 30 pounds of fat very quickly. Well, here's the thing. Everyone that's that's told me that they're on the keto diet or everyone that told me that they were on the keto diet, mm. it's you always hear they were on the keto yeah, diet. Right. It's not sustainable. Every single one of them that was on it, they've all gained their weight back. Every single one. I mean, there's a, maybe there's like two weirdos that didn't, but the vast majority of them, I mean, 95% of them have gained their weight back and more. And now, now here's the reason why is your, your central nerve system, which is your brain and your spinal cord, operates almost exclusively on carbs. They, it uses the carbs to function properly and to carry out all the purposes that it has. When you go on keto, you deprive your body of the carbs, so the nutrients are taken away. So the body's pretty much in a starvation mode and stressing when's it gonna have its fuel again to make the nerve system work. The body will sacrifice almost everything to preserve your brain. Yeah, right. brain, brain. The brain is the sure. thing that is king in terms of body surviving. So when you deprive it of carbs, it's waiting for when the carbs return, and then when the carbs return, it's going to turn into fat, so it can store it again. Right. Kind of like if you are stressing money or finances, and suddenly get a big paycheck, if you're smart about it, you're going to save that shit. Right. Well, I mean, what's well, the thing of it is you've been restricting your body of carbs for so long, you end up uh, your body's like, oh my god, I finally have carbs again, and you go through this ridiculous rebound, and you just eat everything you start craving brownies mm -hmm. you want bread you want it all and you eat a lot of it you, if you starve yourself of carbs for months you're not gonna have just one slice of cake you're gonna want the whole thing cheesecake you're gonna want it right. you're gonna go out and get a burger you're gonna eat all the fries this is the way it's gonna be I mean you're gonna bounce back hard when you eliminate an entire food group from your diet it's probably not gonna be sustainable and but the only time it is is when 
your health depends on it, like people with epilepsy. They have a little bit more incentive to maintain a keto diet than someone who's trying to lose weight. Exactly, exactly. I mean, it's in the, in the end, if you're going to pick a diet, if it ends in ism, it's probably bullshit. There's a good chance of it, you know. Yeah. But we'll get into those in other episodes, you yeah. know. There's like a level of truth to it, but it is so far from what it's advertised yeah. as. Miguel, you got some questions for us, dude? Yeah, man. So let's answer some questions. We got some friends on Facebook. The first question, uh, we actually really like this one. From Stevie Pavlich. Shout out to Stevie. I love hot Cheetos. And I know I could still eat them, but in moderation. My problem is that I can't stop eating them. I basically have no discipline with hot Cheetos. What are your tips on ignoring... Or, sorry. What are your tips on ignoring foods that you can't control yourself with? Or, is there a way to still have them? So, I'll leave it primarily to you two. Because my mindset is so different well, to where I will just cut it out completely. What, what do you right. tell a client when... Uh, you know, that's going to be the way to think about this one. So for me, I've had food addictions before, for sure. I mean, it's something that, that's why I got fat. I, mean, I had a, mine was soda. I had a really, really bad addiction to sugar. And I mean, like, it was so bad. I remember I'd go to birthday parties as a kid. I would, <laughs> I would go to the freaking uh, ice chest, grab a soda, crack it open, slam it, then grab another one to, <laughs> yeah. to sip on. Like, it was that. I remember that. It was that bad. But um, best thing to do is is weaning off of it. I mean, if you're addicted to food, it's, it's you just see it, it's an addiction. Like anything else, you can be addicted to smoking. You can be addicted to, I mean, I hate to say heroin and stuff. You can be addicted to, I mean, you can be addicted to anything. You, be, I mean, you can work out too much. You can be addicted to working out. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you. It, those are known as cortisol junkies, you know, yeah. in my books. But, um... They, the best way I'll tell a client or what I would do is, is slowly cut back. So if you buy one giant bag of hot Cheetos you, and you try to eat a few and put it away, it's probably not going to happen. You're going to need to. So what I tell people is get the small little baggies, the small ones, because for you to consciously get up and open up another bag will make you think a little more. And so it's for me, that's just a good way to start is, hey, have it individualized. So if you're going to have some, at least you won't have one giant bag in a sitting, you know. That's that's all. That's how we start them off, and then start seeing. Okay, how much of them am I eating? You know, and uh, and then try and you know be oh, be uh, present when you're eating them. Here's the thing: is when you're eating all that, the only thing your mind is thinking about because it's an addiction is it's thinking, I gotta get these hot Cheetos. I gotta eat them. I gotta eat them. I gotta eat them. I gotta eat them. And you're not thinking about anything. You're literally not thinking. Think about that. What goes through your mind when you go through a binge of your favorite food? You're not thinking. You're literally eating. And it happens to me. I mean, I can go into after I'm done with the show. After I'm done with the show, you know, physique show. Yeah, and (laughs) and I've been in a prep for two, three weeks of, you know, calorie restriction. When I'm eating, I'm not thinking. And in fact, I recently had to grab the bull by the horns. I had to, this hunger from this last show was intense. It was bad. I'd be, you know, eight, nine, ten, or watching a movie, and I just could not stop. I'd end up eating like a thousand extra calories in a day i mean post show i haven't gained a lot of weight actually i've only gained two pounds so it's kind of nice but i had to grab the bull by the horns because i could see in it become you know spiraling out of control but for sure have the packages individualized is what i say and then just try and have one every other day and then to you know once a day i mean uh, or once a week maybe but here's the thing if it's not in your house you're not gonna eat it it's a good chance. So just don't buy them first and, and, off. And think about that. I mean, if you really want hot Cheetos that bad, you're going to take a trip to the store 
I mean, if anything, if you really are wanting it that badly, don't don't drive to the store, especially if you're within walking distance. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Take a page from Miguel's book. Walk to the store rather than drive. Right. Yeah. Now, a little trick that you can also use if you're in that binge mode of you're going to eat, you want it, you're not thinking, take a deep breath. Breathe first and then ask... Do you really need this? No, no, literally. And it, is it, do I want this because it's something I enjoy and I want it? Or am I just really craving it because I want it and the wanting is more than the actual having? In, in fact, ask yourself that out loud. Like, really ask yourself that. Like, sit there like, do I need this? Do I have to have it? I right. Mean, yeah. And, and that's, that's, that's the problem. I, I know someone very, very close to me in my life, very close to me, that let's say I make some bacon. She tells me that she's not hungry, but she just wants some. That that's mm-hmm. that's bad. Yeah, that's or, you. You don't need them. Yeah. Or you know? even then, it's not like bad dogma of you want it, but you don't need it. That's terrible. It's identified of that's something that you may struggle with. That you don't always eat because you need to eat as much as you just want to eat. Right. Yeah. I mean, eating because you're bored—that's a whole another so, thing. There. In some cases, also ask if you know what your fitness goal is. If you know what it is that you need or want from fitness in life, ask yourself first off: Do I need this food? After taking a deep breath, then second off, ask: Is this food conducive to what I want? If you want the physique, like a fitness competitor or you want the physique of someone who could be even considered just fit would eating a donut or a bunch of hot cheetos really be conducive towards that absolutely and that's the second question after do i need it yeah yeah all right guys good points uh next question i actually chose this one for you guys because i feel you guys could explain the shit out of this it's something i actually struggled with a couple months ago until i got help from you and this question is from elizabeth verdusco Plateaus and returning to the gym for the first time in years. What can I do? Plateaus and returning for the first time in years. So many times people think about it as I fell off their wagon. I'm trying to get back to it. So I need to really go into it hard. Or I feel bad that I fell off in the first place. To me, the better mindset would be this is the prime opportunity to learn from what I did wrong the first time or the second time or the third time. Depending how many times you fell off of how do I not make the same mistake. So if you're someone who was in the gym for a long time and you were noticing that your knees were hurting while you tried squatting or your back hurt when deadlifting, well, let's go back and view why was it hurting? What was wrong with the movement? Do you have tight hips? Do you have tight ankles? And address that. So take it slow and address the fundamental static postural issues because that is very easy to do and can start building the habit and the discipline yeah yeah no i mean so i mean the now let's let's uh expand a little more on returning to the gym for the first time in years i mean here's the thing think about uh i the guys over at mind pump give a pretty good analogy sal does uh talk about getting a sunburn so if you're gonna tan and you're gonna you want to go you're gonna go tan for the first time in years instead of going to the gym think tan you're not gonna be out in the sun for two hours the very first time what's gonna happen you're gonna get a sunburn you have to do it little bits. Here's that's the problem with people that if they haven't worked out in forever, they're gonna start. They're gonna go balls to the wall day one, beast mode, and do some <laughs> stupid workout, and they're only getting super sore, can't walk the next day. So they're biting off more than they could chew. 
what's that's not gonna be sustainable it's not gonna be sustained no think about it if you what caused you to stop in the first place was probably something like that if you just did these much easier workouts you know twice a week three times a week you did that for a year versus six hardcore workouts for a year straight you're gonna stop a month or two in and but think about the other person that for a year they did just those few workouts a week who's gonna look better after a year you know so definitely ease into it listen to your body soreness especially to the point where you can't walk it does not mean you had a good workout it means you did too much you know that's there's that's you just literally cause muscle damage there yep. you know and it's not it's not lactic acid people lactic acid it's not like that lactic acid but then lactic acid has a different purpose and a different feel talking with dr henderson lactic acid is that burn that you get as you are working and you're pushing it but it goes away very quickly it's actually it's, so there's a lactic and lactic actually, metabolism we're gonna get super specific it's actually hydrogen ions in the muscle that caused the burning you literally got acid in your muscles mm-hmm. but that's yes yeah, science yeah, <laughs> science. so yeah. also if you ever hear about lactate that's the good stuff yeah you yeah, know yeah, yeah. It, that's not the bad stuff. Lactate helps get rid of the ions yeah. and lower the acidity level. So, so the main two takeaways so far that Noel and I have talked about is, one, change the mindset of, I'm going back to the gym, I fell off, I'm a little bit down, or I'm overly optimistic that this is the time, this is it, and turn it more into a learning experience of how do I make it better than how I left yeah, and, e- and ease into it. And the second part is ease into Well, it. and then yep. we, we didn't address the other part of it was actually plateaus. Just real quick, we're going to touch up on that one is, what are you doing? if you? Because here's the thing is, I, I, there's a few members that come here to ActiFit. I, I have their workout memorized. They literally come in and do the same exact workout every single, single time. Day. Yeah. <laughs> every single day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, right. so just change up your workout. Set a new goal. Do something else. Introduce a stimulus that your body's never seen. You see that person doing deadlifts and you've, you've wondered, what the hell? Go ahead, practice the deadlift. I promise you, if you've never done it, you will see huge changes. So and, absolutely. Now, if you're someone who does deadlift and you're noting that your weight is starting to plateau, well, think, are you always doing three reps, five reps, whatever rep you're doing, or intensity? Are you always doing the same intensity, same reps? Change it up. Then also think, do you only deadlift? Do you ever deficit deadlift? Do you ever go for a light deadlift but focus on speed? People probably don't even know what that is. You can play with it. There's a lot out there that can help you, get you through it. You can do bands. You can do chains. You can do all You can even do a kettlebell. Chain gang. Chain gang. Kettlebell deadlifts, kettlebell swings. You can change how the movement is and what you're focusing on, and that can also break your plateau because of the demands it places on your nervous system. So a good way to do it is just, uh, I mean, you can do a Google search. Let's say you are doing squats and you've been doing back squats for a while. Just Google squat variations, just different types of squats, and just try that. Try a single-legged squat, but just, you know, play with it. Bulgarians hurt, but they're great. Yeah, yeah. Now, a question that I was given from Steve Slammons. How does one gain the most strength without gaining much muscle mass in the shortest amount of time? Oh my god. Wow. This is perfect here. <laughs> well, here, here, real, real quick, and uh, is Andrew's got the best deadlift in this room, and he's, I mean, I like to consider myself a big guy, but I mean, <laughs> I'm bigger than Andrew, so there's that. We, it depends on how you're training. I promise you that if you get strong with the deadlift and you look like Arnold Schwarzenegger, you are 
a genetic anomaly. You are going to be this freak and let me research you because it's not going to happen. You got Science that big, doesn't big come in that quickly. <laughs> yeah, not only that, getting stronger is it going to it'll help you get bigger, but it's not going to make you bigger. Now, the other thing to understand is if you're one of the skinny people, you may look significantly bigger, but that's just because you're not skin and bones anymore. You now have a little bit of muscle. So you get that quote-unquote shredded look. The overall size did not change that much. Yeah, and plus you're also thinking of uh, you know being enhanced natural. That's a whole other uh, area to address is I'm, you know, let I imagine you're not taking steroids, so you're probably because, or if you were, you know, and you're worried about not getting about getting big, you're, you know, you're, that's, you're, that's you're an idiot. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so to address it, how do you get stronger very quickly? Well, you can think of it as take roids. <laughs> uh, yeah, taking roids will get you big and strong fast. You, you have to make but, that your goal to get bigger. I'm trying to get too big. Because I'm a natural bodybuilding, you know, I'm into natural bodybuilding. I'm trying to get too big, and I'm not even that big. Especially when I go to these, uh, you know, expos and I'm around all these enhanced athletes. Uh, yeah, I've... for everyone out there who thinks they're big, go to one competition and see what's out there, and it'll put you in your place nine times out of ten. Yeah, just, it's... just like Kendrick Lamar says, baby, stay humble. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly so exactly. going back to how to get stronger quickly, Develop. I could have you do bicep curls and get your biceps stronger. But it'll take a much longer time than if you do a more compound movement like rows or chin-ups like Mind Pump likes to promote. Dynamic movements, multi-joint movements. The two greatest ones are going to be your deadlift and your squat. Yeah. yeah. If you are someone who knows how to do the Olympic lifts, throw those in there because that's even more intense. But the technique required for that is ridiculous. Well, yeah. I mean, that one's going to be a really, really, really high technique. The other two deadlifts and squats try and develop I mean because strength is a skill it's something you're gonna practice over and over and over and there's things to always work on mobility depth you know your stance how is it muscle connection and synergy yeah yeah exactly yeah I mean uh, focus just practice the movement and that's how you're gonna get stronger get good at it develop that skill and you're gonna get strong and I promise you you're not gonna get too big so don't worry about it <laughs> yeah you guys just one last question. Uh, this is something I'm choosing because I was really guilty of this. My boy Cameron Martinez on Facebook. Do you... Oh, sorry. That was the wrong question. What protein powders do you recommend? Also, how do you find motivation to work out and eat right when you're in a slump? Protein is protein is protein. Hey, check it out. Protein is designed to mimic food. It's designed to mimic a food. They'll design it supposedly to, you know, oh, to be absorbed faster, really quickly, more of it is that. absorbed, it's longer lasting. I promise you, there's nothing wrong with getting protein from meat. The form is designed to be, you know, consumed. You're supposed to get, you know, if you're a vegetarian, you can get it from eggs. If you're vegan, good luck. It's <laughs> it's so, it's out there. <laughs> the main idea that Noel is getting at is supplements are to add to your diet or to make up for the difference of what your diet cannot give you. It's a convenience. It's right. convenience. If you can get it from your diet, so let's say you're you don't you're not on any special diet like veganism or anything like that, you're just eating. You're an omnivore. Get it from the meat sources first for the protein. If the protein number that you need is that high or you just can't afford all the meat or all the food that you could eat, 
that's when you start looking more towards the supplements to make up the difference. To supplement yeah, your diet. Exactly. <laughs> su- <laughs> supplements are not meant to replace the food. The supplements that say this is a meal replacement, personally, I avoid those because that leads you open to bad habits. And also, how the hell does it replace a whole meal? Right. And I, and I agree What's with that. What's in it? I, I wanted to touch up on that because I'm not going to lie. I was guilty of that, you guys. I took whey protein probably about a good five months of my journey. The protein powders look so cool. Oh, I know, bro. The toes look sick. I had my shake shake cup out of my truck. I was like, yeah, I'm better than you. (laughs) But but honestly, I mean, you look at the nutrition facts on a bottle of, uh, let's say, uh, A whey protein. It's 150 calories for 25 grams carbs, right? Or not carbs, sorry, protein. Yeah. Why don't you just eat maybe, what, three and a half ounces of chicken? You get the same amount of protein? Think about what's going to fill you up more. The chicken. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, you go to your local, you know, butcher shop, you get some, you know, you get a nice three and a half ounces of chicken. Chicken breast, that's not going to cost you much. I mean, that's obviously it's under a pound, way less. So think about that. Three and a half ounces, you, you're looking at about 20, 25 grams of protein. Uh, you're eating protein the way our bodies are designed to consume protein in. Think about it. It's not processed. I mean, well, we can get into the organic but, blah, 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 it's, but it's yeah. meat. That's, but it's that's meat. Story for another time. <laughs> but it's meat. Your body's made to be able to, I mean, unless you've got something out, you know, some sort of disease that keeps you from being able to eat certain meats or something. Right. But the vast majority should be able to get your protein from food. Just do that. And if you're, especially, because let me tell you, when I take those protein powders, it sucks when... The protein farts come out. Well, oh yeah, well, yeah. And, and your well, bloatation device well, is all well, fucked. Not even that. It's when I, it's late at night and I've kind of hit my protein for the day. I'm not satiated, and it's like, oh, that freaking protein shake I had after my workout didn't even fill me up, and I'm not full. You know. So for satiety purposes, definitely stick with food. It's Absolutely. cheaper. It's gonna keep you. It's gonna keep you full a lot longer. Now the other thing to just be aware of, because I was guilty of this, my brother was guilty of this, I coached long and triple jump for high schoolers for two seasons, and I worked at a gym where a lot of the high schoolers for football, basketball, all the sports like to go there, and I'd see this all the time. Your body can process 50 grams of protein at most efficiently. You go over that you're mainly starting to waste the protein you're taking in. So having 80 grams of protein in one sitting, you're not getting all 80 grams of that. Oh, no. If it's 50 or below, you will get a lot more or a higher percentage of that ingested protein. Right. So just because this has 40 grams of protein and this has 80 grams of protein, you only need 50 at a t- sitting. Well, well actually, let, let's rewind that a little bit. Your body, won't, will, your body will utilize it more. The anabolic signal will be higher when the protein is a little lower. So the build muscle signal is going to be a little higher when you have these less amount of proteins. However, we can't give them the idea that those are going to be free calories because if what you're saying is true, then th- that would mean that I can eat 100 grams of protein in a sitting, and that means I would only be getting you know, 50 grams of it, that means the other, where's the other 50 grams go? Our body is, is, well, think about it. Our body's designed. So the way I see it is we're built for survival. Our bodies, whatever we bring in, taken into our body, we're going to utilize the body's like, Hey, we got nutrients. We're going to take the them. ultimate recycling and efficiency plan. Yeah. So, so, so what I'm thinking, yeah. So it might not all be used for protein. It's going to be used for carbs converted to glucose. So it's not free calories. Don't think of that but it's not going to be used for what we need it for. I mean, there's uh, there's been meals where I'll eat, you know, 100 grams of protein, and uh, <laughs> not the best thing, you know. Yeah, I've, yeah. I've 
this last prep I did, you know, I found out I'm allergic to soy on show day. That'll be for another talk for another day. But um, having 45 grams to 50 grams of protein per meal, I noticed a lot more muscle retention during these really yeah. hardcore res- calorie restrictions. Oh, yeah. So there is a lot of truth to that. Spread it out. Now, does it mean six meals a day? You know, that's a whole other myth that will eventually, you know, uh, we'll, we'll bust that myth eventually. But just eat, yeah, 50 grams. And just don't eat all your protein in one sitting. It's a takeaway message here. Now, right. if you are one of the individuals like ultra-endurance athletes that need more protein, like a ridiculous amount of protein, that's when the splitting your meals up more can help out. Just because if you only can, can process 50 grams of protein in a sitting at optimal ranges then yeah maybe multiple instead of three meals a day which would at max give you maybe 150 calorie or grams of protein and let's say you need 200 adding just a few more snack quote-unquote meals is when that is used mainly just so that you can process more yeah and yeah. That, yeah. that's more for the performance aspect of it of this is what your body needs but it won't process all of it all at once yeah so mm-hmm. takeaway message there is Protein powders, unless you need it for convenience, you don't need it, so don't worry about that. And then the motivation. Ugh, we, already, we already talked about motivation earlier. Don't rely on motivation. Be disciplined. To, <laughs> yeah, just learn to be disciplined. Do something even when you don't want to. Do it because you care about your body. There's this whole love your body movement. The way I see it is love your body enough to take care of it. Exactly yeah. so. And also, surround yourself with a good support group. Now, not someone who's going to be that guy that's spotting you or dragging your ass to the gym when you're sick and it's like, no days off, bro. Yeah. But the guy that's like, hey, I'm dragging a little bit. I don't feel like going to the gym today. And they tell you, no, are you sick? No. Are you physically hurt? No. Well, give me like 10 minutes. I'll meet you there. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, that's and the we'll be- get this done together. And that's the best part. I mean, it, like we said earlier, it's a honeymoon phase. Every honeymoon phase eventually ends, and your discipline is what keeps you going. Like Noel said earlier, I mean, you work a job, but you're disciplined to go because you don't want to lose your job. You should be disciplined with your health because you don't want to lose your health. Exactly. That's well said. God, like that. I like the way you said that. Yeah. Well, with that, we got a few questions knocked out, and I think we're gonna wrap things up. Yeah. Thank you for listening to our first episode officially this time. Of here at Nerds. In iron. <laughs> we'll think of something fancy today, and these first few episodes will be bland, but we'll get cool music and cool things going. I promise like you. Like I said, it's a learning curve and a process for we us. We are rookies. Just like it's for everyone. Yeah. But yeah. Later on down the line, check out my Minecraft channel. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, if you have questions that you'd like us to answer or topics you'd like to hear us talk about, you can message us directly or send us a little shout out through whatever media that you prefer, either through Facebook. Or Instagram for me, Andrew Nakamoto on Facebook, or Sarcastic Moto on Instagram. Uh, reach out to me on Instagram. Instagram's going to be my be- best place to reach out to me, at Barbell Noel. Uh, I'll just hit slide in my DMs, and I'll answer any questions that I can. <laughs> and you can reach me on Facebook at Miguel Meta Jr., and Instagram at Creamy Torta. And with that, the most weird one we out. Is. Woo!